From Dirty Spoon Media, it's Home Fried, stories to keep you informed and entertained during the coronavirus lockdown. I'm Jonathan Ammons. It has been beautiful out there lately. Spring is starting to kick into full swing, and it's really starting to feel like it. In fact, it feels so nice out that I was just sitting on my porch editing this episode of the show and thought, you know what, I am not going to go into the studio to do this one. So, sorry for the birds, I am doing this one outside. Today we are checking in with our own Catherine Campbell. You may recall her from previous episodes of Home Fried when she was battling this very virus, or as my co-host on the Dirty Spoon Radio Hour. But in addition to being the editor-at-large for Dirty Spoon, Catherine is also the founder of Asheville Strong, an organization set up to help provide relief for service industry workers affected by this pandemic. Well, Asheville Strong just announced that they will be putting out a cookbook of favorite dishes from local restaurants around the city. All those proceeds will be used to help restaurant workers and out-of-work employees. I caught up with her via Zoom at her home to find out more about this book because it sounds like something that's right up our alley. So yeah, you've been uh, you've been busy. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> really took this quarantine time to quadruple your workload, huh? <laughs> Yeah, why did I do that? That was that was dumb. <laughs> no, it's been it's been um surprising how these little things that I just did kind of uh, these little things that I did to just try to help out that I thought would have this little impact have actually had these big impacts that I could not have predicted what happened. So yeah, it's been a it's been a whirlwind. It's been a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to catch us up to date on what's been going on with uh, with Asheville Strong. Okay, so <laughs> let's see. So Asheville Strong was launched in mid March, and we are now in uh, the first week of May. So what six weeks later? Um, we've gone from this little tiny you know, site that was simply just to create a, a gift card website directory, um, overnight for businesses that were sort of forced to shut down their brick and mortar spaces. And now we've evolved into this website that has over 700 business listings. It we've, we're a community info hub where a movement in the community where people are tagging us in, in, in using the Asheville strong symbols and hashtags to, you know, just talk about their livelihoods and their businesses and spotlighting people who are doing good, um, here in our little corner of the world. And then in addition to that, we, we have formed a, an official board of directors and we are in our non in our nonprofit application process now to become a 501c3 and establish our own crisis relief fund. Wow. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of slowed down because the idea of forming the nonprofit happened really quickly within the first week. We started having that discussion once we saw this thing taking off. Um, but then I got sick for three weeks. So yeah. Um, I just kind of had to keep things going and um as much as possible, but really couldn't push that forward until I fully recovered. And so now we're we're going forward and it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Um, we're trying not to do too many things at once. We're trying to pace ourselves, but getting that nonprofit application paperwork in as quickly as possible was a, a number one priority in establishing the board because, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. Like it, it takes a few months for approval. So. Right. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I know, because that has literally just exploded in, in a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> what? Like, I guess it, what's so surprising about it is that, you know, people people needed something. They just, they needed something. They needed an umbrella. For, yeah. You know, they needed... They needed a collective umbrella, and um, I didn't realize that Asheville Strong was going to be that umbrella, but I guess that's what the community adopted, and um, it, it is just astounding to see the good that people are doing for each other and um, all, the, all the other initiatives and projects and fundraisers and all the stuff that have just cropped up everywhere around us. Uh, I, I don't know. I look at it every day, and I'm just baffled by um, the amount of renewed hope that I feel about people being able to take care of each other. Yeah. Can you give me some examples of things that have gotten you really excited that are going on? Um, yeah. I mean, outside of, of Asheville strong, you know, I'm looking at, uh, there's, you know, the, the East fork pottery raffles, um, that where the, you know, one of the founders is he's, they're auctioning off a, a custom made piece, um, by Alex Matisse. And so people are buying raffle tickets to this, but the raffle tickets proceeds are going directly to a nonprofit, a different nonprofit, um, every week. And so they're raising like $30,000 here and $20,000 there, like within a week for wow. a specific local nonprofit. And they're just leveraging their brand so much for good right now. I mean, they make, they make high end, <laughs> They make high-end consumer products for, you yeah. know, for your kitchen. Like they're, they're a high-end consumer good. And, but they have always recognized the power of their brand and their brand voice to do good work in the community and not leave people behind. Um, so that has just completely blown me away. Um, you know, that, that they're able to do that and have that kind of impact. Um, I think, uh, oh, you know, the food connection, yeah. um, Oh my gosh, the food connection program has just has built up, which is amazing because there have been more and more people going hungry. As you know, I mean, you know, we covered it here on the Dirty Spoon. Um, They've been feeding me every Saturday, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the We Give a Share program that came out of uh, Gaining Ground Farm as mm-hmm. a CSA program, where people can purchase CSA shares that will go directly to. Uh, meal prep at Southside kitchen. And then, um, and then Southside kitchen delivers those meals to people in uh, low income housing. Um, so that's, that's been pretty amazing. Um, I donated a, a CSA share to a family there. Um, and I'm actually going to go start volunteering over there on Fridays, um, packing meals at Southside oh, awesome. kitchen. So it feels nice to be able to physically, uh, be well enough to volunteer again and get out of the house and do yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, tell me about this uh, this cookbook that you guys have put together. <laughs> this little old cookbook. So um, so Stephanie Romine um, is a she is a cookbook uh, editor and has worked on projects such as the No Meat Athlete and a couple of other books. And so she Stephanie and I have known each other through various circles, um, for a while now. And she reached out to me and said, Hey, I have this idea for where we could leverage Asheville strong to help raise money, 
um, through a digital cookbook and we could decide like how to, you know, where that, that money would go to. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant and we talked it out. And so we, so she, you know, she's volunteering her time and skills cause she has a, another full-time job. And so she said, look, I'll volunteer my time and skills as an editor, since I've done a project like this before. Um, and I said, that's great. I, you know, know all the restaurants here in town. And, um, and then my husband, Brandon said, great, I'll help, you know, proof the book and serve in an editorial capacity that you need as well. And so the, the goal behind the Asheville strong digital cookbook, which is called Asheville at home, iconic recipes from your favorite local restaurants was to get, um, different recipes from restaurants all around the area, uh, you know, and in particular restaurants that are particular recipes that people really love and we're really missing right now since they can't physically go out to eat in those restaurants. Yeah. So we reached out to, we made a list of 50 initial restaurants that we wanted to reach out to and include. And then we went down that list and have been um, going through and came up with uh, a little over 35, um, 35 uh, recipes so far. We have a a few more coming in. (laughs) Awesome. What are, what are some of the highlights? Okay. So uh, we've, (laughs) So we definitely have 12 bones corn pudding in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, we have, let's see, uh, biscuit heads, mimosa, fried chicken biscuit. Um, we have uh, Foothills um, pimento cheese. We've got uh, Rocky hot, Rocky's hot chicken shacks, mac and cheese, um, nice. saw, sawhorses, buckwheat pancakes. Um Let's see. We have a tomato jam from Corner, no, from Chestnut. Yeah. Um, we have a tomato jam from Chestnut that they serve on their charcuterie boards. It's a big hit. Um, we have uh, gluten free chocolate chip cookies from Old Europe. Um, so, nice. yeah, there's, there's just like a ton. So it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, and desserts that are included in there. That sounds great. Yeah. Pretty exciting. I, I, and, oh, and of course, uh, one of my personal favorites is, and I know this sounds lame, but I love Posana's kale salad. I think it is phenomenal. (laughs) And I don't know if, and this is one of those things too, that's been on their menu forever. And, um, and it's just, you just don't think about kale salads the same way again after you've had one of theirs. And so, um, I was thrilled when they, (laughs) They gave me the recipe. Nice. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do people go about getting this? How's what's the what's the process? It's a digital one, you said? Yeah. So we decided just to make it digitally because, you know, for the cost of production and layout, it was going to be the easiest and fastest way that we could get this cookbook, which is meant to be a fundraiser into people's hands. So it's um so it's going to be delivered in a full color digital PDF. That's going to also be printer friendly. So we know a lot of people who like to print off cookbooks and uh, PDF recipes and stuff and put them into a binder or laminate them. Um, so we wanted to make sure that it was going to be printer friendly. Nice. Yeah. So uh, right now people can go to ashevillestrong.com forward slash book. And we have the book officially available for pre-order. Um, we announced it on May 1st. And as of today, which is May 5th, um, we have 
raised over $4,500 for the NC uh, Restaurant and Lodging Association's Restaurant Workers Relief Fund. Uh, so the money, yeah. So the money from 90% of the book sales, um, proceeds are going to this restaurant workers relief fund, which will help, um, uh, restaurant workers who are out of work right now due to, uh, the pandemic. That's amazing. Yeah. So we just wanted it to directly help the food and beverage industry, um, as directly as possible. And that fund quickly was depleted um, as soon as it opened. So we we are kind of using the cookbook as a fundraising tool to hopefully be able to replenish it a little bit. Although now everyone's going to have the recipes and all the secrets and they're not going to have to go back to the <laughs> restaurants anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but, uh, but Shannon and Josiah McGahee at uh, Vivian, they... Uh, submitted their souffle omelet recipe, which Ooh. is very intense. So souffles and omelets are two things that <laughs> <laughs> that have always intimidated me. So although I am definitely going to try my hand at making it in-house, uh, I will happily go back to their restaurant and order it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's just buy a, a nice 36, you know, egg box and uh, try <laughs> your hand at making one <laughs> successfully. Yeah. You- yeah. You can come over. We'll make it a we'll make it a party. <laughs> I remember the first time I tried to make like just a classic French omelet. I went through an entire dozen eggs before I got it even remotely close to what it was supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why some things are best left to the professionals. But you know, I think I could make a decent mac and cheese from that cookbook. You know. <laughs> I bet I bet so. That that's what I'm looking forward to, or it's just being able to recreate some of these recipes in in my own home. Um, I definitely love like I personally love the Biscuit Head cookbook. Um, I use it quite a bit. And so I'm I'm stoked to, you know, be able to remake their mimosa fried chicken biscuit in the house. Yeah. Um yeah. So there's there are uh, you know, and then also new and trying my hand at new recipes and new cuisines. So for example, um, Thai Pearl, which is one of the newest restaurants here in Asheville, uh, you know, they, they submitted a recipe for their Thai basil dish, which again is something I, I don't typically make at home. So I'm excited to try my hand at making that as well. Yeah, no, that sounds great. I think that's another thing that's actually really cool about this cookbook that we didn't realize was when we were putting together the list, we were trying to diversify the list by region. So really gathering a lot of restaurants from North, South, East, West Asheville, um, and, you know, and as well as downtown, but trying not to, uh, you know, concentrate on just the downtown Asheville restaurants or, or just West Asheville. Right. So we wanted to try to make it really balanced. But one thing that we noticed that was so cool was that, we have restaurants featured in this cookbook that opened in what 1979 i think was the opening date of the marketplace yeah and then and then you've got restaurants like thai pearl that opened in 2019 yeah. that are included in this cookbook and but all of them represent different faces and in different cuisines in Asheville. and i think that that's kind of cool so it was a a nice little Thing that we noticed as we were as we were putting it together yeah so who's who's designing it who's putting it all together 
So we reached out to Alyssa Phillips at Amped Designs. She's a local graphic designer here. She actually uh, technically lives in Mars Hill and uh, and works with a lot of local businesses and she's incredible, but she and I have worked together before on some other book projects. And so I had a feeling that she would be a great fit for this particular project. So when I reached out to her, she was thrilled to work on the cookbook. And so the cover design that you'll see when you go to ashevillestrong.com forward slash book right now, that is her cover design. And of course she's designing and laying out the rest of, of the, of the cookbook that will be released. Um, we're tentatively scheduled to release the book at the end of May. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to tell me about it. I know you've been swamped and busy with, your hands in every kind of pot these days, but <laughs> I think you well, just need like four more projects to pull on board while you're, while you're stuck in quarantine, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking three or four more. I'm kind of getting bored. <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> right. <laughs> Catherine Campbell is the editor at large for the dirty spoon and is the founder of Asheville strong. You can find out more about supporting our service industry folk at AshevilleStrong.com. Home Fried is a production of Dirty Spoon Media. I'm Jonathan Ammons, and I'm the editor-in-chief. I produce the show, and I write and record our interstitial music. Catherine Campbell is our editor-at-large, manages our website and marketing, and helps keep things running around here. To catch up on the latest episodes of the Dirty Spoon Radio Hour, be sure to tune in to 103.7 WPVM on the first Friday of each month at 5 p.m. You can also catch up on back episodes of the show and stream any of our podcasts. Check out the artwork from our contributing artists or support us through our Patreon at our webpage, dirty-spoon.com. We'll be back with new episodes of Home Fried every Tuesday and Thursday with occasional episodes on Saturdays. To subscribe, just search for The Dirty Spoon Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. Always bringing you stories from the people who shape what we consume on The Dirty Spoon. <laughs> <laughs>